As a quiet, shy, introverted kid, I really struggled with get-to-know-you type of icebreaker games. Whether it was two truths and a lie or tell us something interesting about yourself, it was always really difficult for me. One of the things that I found most troubling was a game where you sat on the floor with your back up against someone else, and then pushing against each other, you were able to stand up without using your hands or bending over. This activity stressed me out unduly because what if I push harder than them or they push harder than me or we ended up knocking each other over. There were just a lot of unknowns that didn't seem worth it to prove that when this simple exercise, they yield significant results. This simple exercise came to mind when I was reading through our scripture lesson set for today in the lectionary particularly as I turn toward God's covenant between Abraham and Sarah and Paul's reflection on it in Romans. The way in which Paul reflects and shares about Abraham and Sarah's faith here is that their faith was not the sole force at play, but rather that hope and faith work together to yield results. All throughout Paul's letter to the Romans, from which our second lesson today is pulled, Paul speaks to the power and expansive flexibility that can be found in a life of faith. And in our passage today, we see the interplay between faith and hope. A great example of this, according to Paul, is the retelling of God's covenant with Abraham. In this covenant, God makes promises to Abraham that he will become the father of many nations. And we heard this in our Genesis lesson. In this passage, Abraham's age of about 99 and Sarah's age of about 90 made a birth of a child so far outside of the realm of hope that it was laughable. Yet even in this, God pours out God's blessing upon Sarah, who bore the great burden of living life as a barren woman. And while the covenant is with Abraham, according to Genesis, it is Sarah who receives God's blessing in the fulfillment of this covenant. In Romans, as Paul is recounting the story of faith and hope, dancing together underneath God's blessing and covenant, He holds this up as an example of what a life of faith could do, what a life of faith could produce. In this passage, there is perhaps no greater example of God's continual unfailing embrace of faithfulness than the making of Abraham and Sarah to be the father and mother of many nations, to be the familial line of the very Christ. Paul so beautifully describes the faith of the patriarch and matriarch when he says that they were having hope against hope. Hoping against hope, Abraham and Sarah believed in the mere possibility that God, that God who brought life out of death might bring this covenant to pass. Hoping against hope, they leaned on their faith and let a tiny seed of improbable, impossible hope bloom into a vibrant life as their son Isaac would be born the next year. 
hoping against hope, they did not take stock of their physical bodies or their restrictions or the improbability of bearing age children at their great age. And Paul, a master of rhetoric, quite comically describes that Abraham was near 100 and as good as dead. A master of rhetoric, but not always the most tactful, Paul describes that everything about Abraham and Sarah would lead them to believe that not only were they as good as dead, but that any sort of hope for a child should be dead as well. In my prayer this week, the phrase as good as dead continually came back to me. Not as I thought about Abraham's age or Sarah's womb, but as I thought about other things in this world. There are so many things that I tend to think of as as good as dead. There are so many fragile, broken things that are as good as dead. So many things in our culture or society that get brushed off because they might as well not even exist. And yet, I cannot hear these passages from Genesis and Romans and not be hopeful. For what can God do with something that is as good as dead? And I'll say it again, what can God do with something that is as good as dead? What can God do with something for which we have given up hope? What can God do with a tiny, improbable hope against hope that we might have for a better world? What can God do with the things that we feel are outside the realm of any sort of realistic hope? My friends, faith is what leads to a hopeful life. Good, even in the midst of death, even among the things that are as good as dead. For Paul, the improbability of the world's restrictions can do nothing. They can do nothing to contain the hope against hope that finds its home in God's faithfulness. We see it with Abraham and Sarah, and we know it to be true in our lives as well. Because it is faith that leads to a hopeful life, even in the midst of death. as good as dead, hoping against hope, yet still in all confidence of God's faithfulness, I dream of a world that is not marked by severe injustices and inequities. I hope for our lives to be more punctuated by love and compassion, even if it has to mean that we lean against the world's continual pull toward hate or cynicism. I am hopeful. I am literally full of hope against hope that God's kingdom will come and that God's will will be done. 
hoping against hope. I pray this for you as well. I pray that things that feel as good as dead in your life will be a space where you can find this hope. I pray that things in your life which feel beyond hope may become the foundation upon which you can lean into your faith and that in that, your hope will grow beyond what is imaginable right now. I hope this because the God that we worship with joy and wonder is never bound to anything in our world, not even death, not even death on the cross, not even when hope is as good as dead. I pray this Lenten season that we can not only turn and return to God who is always faithful, but that we can let this hope, this hope against hope, even if it's the tiniest light in a sea of darkness, I pray that it will continue to grow. Because the goal of this season is not to proudly account for our faithfulness and all the ways in which we get it right, but rather to let ourselves be carried away by the vastness of God's everlasting, unchanging faithfulness. May we lean upon our faith and let the tiny scraps of hope that remain blossom into something that is far more beautiful than we can possibly imagine. And just like Abraham and Sarah hoping against hope, this is my hope for us all. Amen.